Hey, this is John Legadakis, and I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. This podcast is a live recording of a conference call that I do each week with other internet marketers where we talk about how we can market our products and services better, get more traffic, and make more sales. I hope you get a lot out of today's recording. Hello, everyone, and if you're listening or you're watching, I'm here with John Lagudakis. Now, John, are you ready to make an impact in someone's life? I'm ready. Thank you, Jonathan. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. Now, John is an internet marketer. He's a consultant and also a coach. Before that, he worked in IT support, and that's when he discovered he could make money online. He's been doing that since 2008, making a full-time online income from his business. Now. One of the things about John is that he became one of the top 100 ClickBank affiliates within the first two years of starting his online business. John's also been featured on Get Rich Click with other marketing legends such as Helman Knudsen and Chris Farrell. Also, John's the author of several books, including No Money Down Internet Business. Now, John, I've given everyone just a sneak peek, but I know there's a few little holes in that description that you like to fill, so uh, take it away. Yeah, you summed it up pretty well. I, I like to do live workshops as well. I do that uh, in the community. But, yeah, look, you've pretty much captured most of it. <laughs> now, John, one of the things that uh, really stands out to me is that you started making a full-time income from your online business in 2008, right when the Internet was uh, not quite what it is now and also right when the world economy was at its worst. So you being in IT, what was it that made you go, hey, I'm going to go online and start a business? Hmm. Yeah, good question. So I read a great book around 2005. It's Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And it's one of those books that can really change your life. It gives you a different mindset. It, It helps to change the way you look at things. And it certainly did for me. I never really looked at finances and wealth creation and, uh, beyond what you see from people around you. So typically when, you, when you're growing up, you're told that if you want to earn money, you need to get a job. And so I did that just like everyone else does when they need to earn money. And then I got to the point, I was newly married, we had young children, and I want to spend more time at home or be more available for my family. So I started my own IT business and I, I would go around and fix people's computers. I had I was sorting out computers for small to medium-sized businesses, home users, and that gave me a lot of flexibility. It was better than having a full-time job, yeah. but still I it was a what, quite stressful kind of business. You get When people call you, they're stressing out because... <laughs> Something has broken down. Their business is not functioning properly. They need you there right away. And so I wanted to do something else to support my family that I didn't have to run around so much. So the first thing I tried was multi-level marketing or MLM, network marketing. And he, Robert Kisaki talks about that in his book. And while I was trying to build up my MLM business, I, was, I first approached everyone that I know because that's what you do, right? Exactly. <laughs> Internet marketer, uh, yeah, new network marketer. You talk to everyone you know, and that get gets old real quick because you run out of people really fast. And so I started looking online for people that were interested 
in joining my network marketing business. And while I was doing that, I kept coming across this affiliate marketing. It just kept popping up everywhere. And so I eventually looked into it. And one of the books that I bought, it was just a $10 book that I bought on ClickBank. It was how to make money with promoting CPA offers. And what a CPA offer is basically where you earn money just for getting people to fill in their name, their name and contact details. An example of one that I was promoting was uh, Avon was looking for, they wanted to get new representatives. They, they were looking for people to promote their products. And what they were paying CPA marketers was $35 for every person that I could get to go to their website and put, and put in their details that they were interested in learning more about being an Avon representative. Whoa. And, and they, yeah, that's pretty good, right? Because they didn't even have to buy anything. All they had to do was put in their name and contact details. So what I did was I found out from this book uh, how to find offers like that and then how to promote it using Google AdWords. And this is back in the day too. This is back in 2007 when you could promote other people's websites on Google AdWords. I don't think you can do that anymore. No, no, you can't do it. No. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do it anymore. But back then you could. So I'd hop onto Google AdWords. I created an account. I set up these campaigns looking for people that were interested in Avon. And I just put up my ad. I was getting very targeted traffic. I was filling in the form and I was making really, I was making pretty good money and I was really happy. Now that wasn't actually the first sale that I made CPA. I mean, what happened was when I first found out about this method, I tried like this $2, it was like a $2 payout. They had to put in their name and email address for something. I can't even remember what the offer was. And it, I, it ended up costing me only $1 to make my, in, in advertising to make $2 in commissions. Hmm. And that was a, and that was when I first started. I got so excited because like, I was like, wow, I just tried this for the first time. I spent a dollar in advertising. I just made $2 in commissions. And I, and that's, I thought to myself, wow, if I can do that immediately, uh, I'm, I can ramp this up and make some good money. And I can be then working from home. So I was really excited. And so I just went for it. I just went all out, created all these campaigns for all these different offers, basically using Google AdWords. And I was earning CPA commissions. And then from there, I went to them promoting ClickBank products. I thought, well, if this is working for CPA offers, why don't I just try promoting ClickBank products? Because the commissions are quite good on ClickBank. When you're selling digital products, you earn anywhere between 50 to 75% commission per sale. So I tried ClickBank products and I, was, I made those profitable too. So, and that's how I got started with ClickBank. And, and basically what happened was after doing it for about eight months, I got to a point where I felt comfortable calling my clients and saying, hey, sorry, I'm not going to be servicing your computers anymore. Right? And that was, that was basically January 2008. I was able to basically give away my business. So you pretty much fired your customers. Yeah, I, had, <laughs> I fired my customers. That's right. That's a, that's and, a sweet feeling. Yeah, it was, it was a really good day. It was, it was awesome. It was an awesome, awesome day. Now... When you fired your customers, what did everyone around you say? Like, like mm -hmm. were they trying to talk you out of it or did they think you were crazy? Like, what was going on? Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't tell them what I was doing. Um, most of them didn't ask, I don't, I don't think. <laughs> and I'm the type of person that, that doesn't talk a lot about exactly what I'm doing. Like, I've learned that there's not a lot of people out there in the world that are real go-getters you know a lot a, sadly a lot of people 
they just do what they've always done and what other people are doing. So a lot of people don't understand when you're trying something different and something that's maybe not considered stable. So most people consider a job as stable. Myself, I don't think uh, having a job is very stable at all, especially these days. It might have been like 50 years ago or so, but today uh, having a job is not stable at all. Actually, having a business is much more stable, especially considering the opportunities you can have having your own business and the amount of money you can make. So you can ride those storms because even businesses, yep, they definitely have their up and downs. You never have a smooth income. But by having your own business, the potential to make a lot more income than having a job is there. And, again, that helps you to ride out any storm. So um, so basically, yeah, I, I didn't, don't, didn't really talk to even family members. I didn't really tell them what I was doing. Until after the fact, I mean, after I gave up my IT business and uh, people would ask, you know, people always ask, oh, how's, people would ask me, oh, how's, how's business going? I said, oh, it's going good. I said, oh, actually, I, I don't do IT anymore. I now make money online as an affiliate marketer and they thought, what's that? <laughs> so we're talking about it. And, and because I'm already at that point where I'm doing it now full time, there was never any doubt in people's minds about the validity of what I was doing. I mean, I... I'm guessing they might they might have thought, "Wow, I wonder how long that's going to last for." You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now they might have thought, "Oh, he, he might only do it for six months or a year." Or, but you know, I'm still going uh, almost eight years later. And uh, I I don't know if you might have mentioned before, like about the Click Top 100 ClickBank affiliate. Yeah. So that what happened was uh, when I started promoting ClickBank offers, I just basically went all out. I thought, "Well, you know, while this strategy is working." I, I just promoted using Google AdWords and using very targeted keywords. I just promoted as all the popular ClickBank products. Like, and I was seriously promoting, I can't remember how many products. I might have been promoting as many as 400 different individual different products. Now, so, for, for anyone that's not really familiar with ClickBank, because I know the first time I ever heard about ClickBank was reading uh, 4-Hour Workweek with Tim Ferriss. Now, what's interesting about you is that you actually bought something from ClickBank and then you end up dominating ClickBank pretty much. Yeah, that is interesting, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it is. It's um, kinda, yeah, sorry. Uh, it's kind of like uh, you, you asking me, hey, what's this recipe for your cake? And I go, oh, yeah, my secret ingredient is this. And then you take my own cake and then you make like a giant company and basically mm. drop one idea. Would you right. associate it like that? Yeah, I guess you could look at it that way. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Now, um, would you mind telling everyone like how was it that like you found, like you said you saw people mentioning affiliate marketing and, and, and stuff like that, but can you give us like a – like, how was ClickBank back then, and, and is it any different now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, look, it is very different now. Back then in 2007, you could sell – people were creating, like, these 20-page, uh, really crappy-looking PDFs <laughs> and selling them for, like, anywhere between $47 and $97. And I remember one of the products I bought, one of the products that I bought on ClickBank on how to make money – the person had created this like simple PDF, like it was like ten or twenty pages max. It wasn't even formatted very nice. It was using, it was just looked, looked like so dodgy. Quickly put together, and basically they sold this uh, book to me for forty seven dollars. And what it was about how to make money online with ClickBank. Uh -huh. And the, and what they did was they basically said, hey, 
this is how you make money online. Get a ClickBank account, open an AdWords account, and put up ads on AdWords and promote products with your ClickBank link. And that's basically what the book was about. And it was that simple, but the content of the book was that simple. And, and what the person had done was he said, oh, here's some products on ClickBank that I recommend that you promote. And they were actually his products. Oh. Right? And that was it. And that's what it was like back then, okay? That was what it was like because all this was very new. Uh, but now it's a very, it's very different. You can't do that these days. These days, to, to sell a $47 product or a $97 product, you have to put a lot of effort into the creation of the product. There's a lot more competition out there. And you can't use Google AdWords anymore to promote affiliate offers on ClickBank. Yeah, I, uh, I guess I, I've, I discovered it like a little late when uh, Google had changed the rules. And I, t- I wished so much that I had gotten into it sooner, but that's what I get for waiting. <laughs> and that's what this, this whole thing is about. It's about me trying to get my message out to the world like, hey, you know, don't wait. Do it as quickly as possible because opportunity only comes once. And you are actually like a prime example of that, you know. And if we can help people get to the point where they can fire their customers, <laughs> then that would make me very happy. So. Now, one thing that I was really, really curious about asking you is we both know the internet wasn't as fast as it was back then. There was no social media. You know, I think there was Facebook. Now, with what we have today, they took away AdWords. What would you use now to get people to know you or or to find you or how would you promote your products? Mm -hmm. Yeah, good question. Uh, What happened back in... uh, I haven't used AdWords since 2009. So you, you definitely don't need AdWords and it can be quite expensive actually AdWords, especially if you're the more competitive that your niche is. There's lots of other ways that you can promote yourself online. What I did was, I, um, I mean, I got gutted first of all when my AdWords account was suspended back in 2009, not because anything I was doing wrong. What happened was around 2009, Google decided it was one of the changes policies. It didn't want to allow affiliates to advertise on using Google AdWords anymore. And basically, anyway, long story short, my AdWords account was suspended with thousands of other affiliate marketers. Again, not because anything in particular I was doing wrong, it was just a change of policy from Google. So I was quite devastated when that happened because you've got to imagine I'm earning a very decent income and overnight it was gone, literally. Overnight, it was gone. Now, I had set up duplicate campaigns on the Yahoo search network and also on Bing, and they were bringing in some money, but nowhere near as much as Google was bringing in because Google is where most of the search traffic comes from. Okay. So my income didn't totally stop, but pretty much almost did. But I knew that this was coming because I'd, I'd heard of other internet marketers that were um, that were already had their AdWords accounts banned. So what I already was putting in place was an email marketing strategy. So I was basically building a list and I still do that. I still make money with email marketing. It's the way I, my main income generation is today is from email marketing. And so I learned other strategies for getting traffic besides Google AdWords. And a lot of my traffic back in those days when I wasn't using AdWords anymore was through YouTube. So just putting up videos on YouTube, I'd create very short how-to videos on YouTube where I give very good training, really very relevant training. And then I would encourage people to come to my site to learn more. And I'd have my links in my description. I'd 
advertise my site on the video itself, like a watermark, and I tell people, hey, come and visit my website. So I get a lot of very targeted quality traffic, free traffic from Google. Uh, I would also was using, back in those days, traffic exchanges. I was using giveaway events. Now, those don't work anymore. They're just not effective. So I don't recommend anyone use traffic exchanges. Don't use giveaway events. I remember those, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they just, it's not effective. They're still around, but the traffic is just terrible. So don't waste your time with those. I also used, did, um, I built my list really fast and exponentially doing email ad swaps. And that's where I would promote someone else's squeeze page offer, their free opt-in offer. And that person would in turn promote my free offer to their list. Now, could you tell the listeners what a squeeze page is for anyone that doesn't know? Yeah, sure. So it's basically, it's a page, as the name suggests, there's only one option. The reason why they call it a squeeze page is when you go to this page, you've only got one option, and that is to opt in to get a free gift. So typically on a squeeze page, if there's a free offer, it could be a free report, it could be free software, it could be free video training, something of value that you're offering for free. And the way the person get ac- gets access to it is by entering the email address. Hmm. And, and as a list builder, that's typically what you use to build your list. You use these squeeze pages because they're very effective. They're very highly converted. I mean, a, a good squeeze page will convert at 50%. So every two people that go to the page, if they're targeted visitors, people that are interested in that topic, every, for every two people, one of those will opt in. Wow. So I, was do, I was doing these email ad swaps, and I, because I was doing them every single day with a different list builder, I was able to grow my list again very fast, very fast. So that was very effective. I don't do that anymore. Okay. Uh, because, it's, again, the nature of the business has changed. People that do email ad swaps these days, the quality of the tra- traffic has dramatically decreased. So it's not a good strategy. It's not something I recommend that people do anymore. You're, you're uh, definitely not the only person that told me the quality of the traffic has decreased. Um, would you say that's just a trend maybe or like a cycle? I wouldn't say it's a cycle. I don't think it's going to get any better as far as email ad swaps go. <laughs> okay. Um, so it's, it's more like a trend. And so what happened was when I f- was doing these email ad swaps, you basically had people like myself that were, they were truly interested in building a relationship with their list and providing value. But nowadays, a lot of people that do, well, that do these email ad swaps, they don't really want to create any personal relationship with that list. It's all about getting as turning and burning, getting as many people on your list as you can, offering them something or selling that traffic on to someone else. But there's no, they usually don't have their own products or services and, try, and so they're just promoting other people's offers. The list doesn't really get to know the list owner. So it's very, it's very different. Now, that reminds me of something that Zig Ziglar said in his books. And he always would say, if you want to get what you if you want what you want to get in life, you have to help others get what they want. And, yeah. You know, what you just said about the email list, it totally resonates with, with what he used to say. And yeah, that's actually true. It's like if, you, if you're just giving something out that you don't care about, of course you're not, you're not going to get results. And um, mm. I think that little lesson is going to kind of carry over onto everything that anyone does. And to be honest, like when I went on your site and I checked out, whatever I could find about you before this call, the first thing I thought was like, oh yeah, like I would listen to him. I'd, I'd seek him out. I'd like to talk to him. Like he knows his stuff and he, like you really do seem like you care. 
No. Yeah, actually, that's that's one of my favourite quotes. Actually, Zig Ziglar. I, I love his stuff, and that one that you just mentioned is something that I definitely try to to uh, use as a guideline for my own business in life, and not just business, but for everything really. Yeah, definitely, I, I can identify with that. Now, there's one more thing that we have in common, other than we know Zig Ziglar quotes. It's that you and I both read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Right. <laughs> and uh, if you recall that uh, email I sent you before this, I told you my first business mentor, he wanted me to learn from that book so much, he would actually read it out loud to me when I wasn't paying attention. Mm. And uh, we, we were just, it's funny because he hired me to work for him, but at the same time he wanted me to quit and go start my own thing. <laughs> Sounds like a good man. He was a good guy. His name was John, a really good guy. Oh, and I just realized all we're all Johns. <laughs> so, yes. um, yeah, he used to read that book out to me. And uh, mm. it did change my life. It, it took me a little long, but I got into it. So, And uh, that's why we're doing this today. Now, you started out your business years ago online, and now you're making a full, full-time income. Now, a lot of people, including me, years ago, I tried to start my own online business and I made mistakes in the beginning. And we all know that mistakes will just ruin your, your, your mojo. You, you just don't want to keep going. Now, for anyone that's listening, what's one mistake that you went through, if you don't mind sharing, that you learned from, that you think other people could learn from and they could avoid it also? Yeah, one of the mistakes that I made when I started out, and I see a lot of people making this mistake, is that they try to get too many things going at the same time. It might be that, for example, that they think, oh, you know what, I want to try making money with AdSense, but I also like this idea about email marketing. So I'm going to do both. I'm going to set up a site that I'm going to create an authority site to get try to get lots of traffic with it with SEO and whatever. Uh, build up this great content site and I'll make some money with AdSense on that. But at the same time, I'm going to set up a sales funnel, with a squeeze page and sales pages and all that kind of stuff and, and build a list too. So they'll have have those two projects going at the same time. Or they might. some people even do more than you know just have two different projects running. And what happens is that... Because they're doing two things that require a lot of effort and there's a, lot, a big learning curve and just the time involved in getting them up and running, that neither one gets any real traction and they don't really have any real success with either one. And then after a while, they just get frustrated and quit because they've spent a lot of time and maybe even a lot of money and, not, and it's not working for them. What I, and what I always tell people when you're starting out, pick one strategy and it doesn't matter what it is. I'm not saying you shouldn't research many strategies. Definitely have a look around, see what the different strategies are for making money online. But when you find something that clicks with you, then find a mentor that's offering a program or just try basically try to learn from someone that's had a success in that area, the same success you want to have, and do exactly what they're doing. And don't give up until you have success. And if you if you do give up for whatever reason on that strategy, then, yeah, go on to a different strategy, but don't do two at the same time. You know, that, that piece of advice, I think almost everyone that I've spoken to will say the same thing, focus on one thing. So mm. uh, I think anyone listening is going to notice that there's a theme among everyone who's really successful making an online business that they all focus on that one thing. So I, I'm actually extremely happy that you said that. So that'll really drive the message home. Oh, yeah, now, great. 
Me personally, one of the reasons why I failed at the very beginning with making businesses online is because I tried AdSense. I tried and I tried getting an email list. I tried everything. And then on top of that, I also had a brick and mortar business where I was selling supplements to gyms. And how, how could I have made any one of those work if I was just, you know, I don't have eight arms. I only have two arms. I could only, you know, do so much. So um, I personally totally can vouch for that answer. It's true. If you focus on too many things at once, you know, it's going to fail. Could you give my listeners like a, a, like a quick overview of like, what is it that like, if so, like if I approached you and I said, Hey, you know, John, could you coach me? Like, I want to be like you. What, mm -hmm. what's like, can you walk us through that process? Like, what would you like, do you ask me like, Hey, what are your goals in life? Or do you just say, you know, no, you mm -hmm. can't ever be like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't, wouldn't be a very successful coach if I used that second approach. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so look, I um I have a coaching program that just recently developed actually I sort of revamped it I, I've I've always been teaching people actually since ever since I started making a full time income online I've been sharing my strategies with people like from right from the beginning but I have changed it a lot refined the process and the way I do my coaching today is is truly tr try to empower people to go from zero to successful online business and understand all of it. So I take with my coaching program these days, I start off asking them, what is your business? Like, do you have an existing business? So some people might come to me and they have an existing business and they just want to get more exposure online. Other people, they don't have a business at all. And so I'll talk to them about that. Like, what type of business would you like to be in? What are your passions and interests? And we'll, and we'll go through that. And then we'll look at, okay, so how are we going to monetize your business? Uh, what kind of products or services can you sell? Can we create your own products or services? Are you going to be just an affiliate marketer? And then from there, we go through and create a sales funnel. We'll create the website. We'll create you know, squeeze pages and landing pages. And once the whole sales funnel and our email sequence is up and running, autoresponder campaign, then the third final part is actually getting traffic. Like how are we going to get exposure for your business? So I'll talk about online strategies and even on offline strategies for getting traffic. And with my training, I don't do it for people. What I do is I provide step-by-step -step training and some of this is recorded training, some of this is live. So I have weekly conference calls with my clients so they can fire any questions at me that we like and we can share screens and actually help them with specific issues. But what I do is I provide everything, all the training, and show them how to do it themselves, whether they are doing it themselves or they've hired a virtual assistant to do it for them so that they have total control over their business. So they know, they know exactly how to do it or where to find the training on how to do it. And again, because they have that total control, that means they can keep things up to date as circumstances change, whether it's products are changing or the way you have to market your product is changing and so forth. Um, you mentioned hiring a virtual assistant. And uh, I noticed that you give a lot of stuff away for free on your website. One of the things that I saw was that you also have a podcast and... When I checked it out on iTunes, the most popular podcast you had was regarding virtual assistants. Now, could you give us like a quick uh, summary? Like at what point would someone get a virtual assistant? Would you recommend they just hire them right away or mm -hmm. later? Like uh, at what point would someone know, oh, it's time for me to get a virtual assistant? 
Yeah, great question. It's going to vary for everyone. It really depends on the amount of money that you have going into your business. So for someone that's starting out, and let's say you don't really have any money and you're starting out, I wouldn't recommend hiring a virtual assistant. I'd recommend building it up yourself and getting to the point where you have enough, you're making enough money in your business to justify having a virtual assistant. If some, if you're starting out and you've got lots of money and you don't want to learn all the technical stuff and you just want someone, you know what you want done and you want someone just to create it for you, then yeah, hire a virtual assistant. Start, when I started out, I did everything myself for the first, uh, like, I think it was for the first four years. Wow. Four years before I hired a virtual assistant. Now, who told you to get a virtual assistant? Or is it well, just I'd always, I'd always heard that, you, should, you know, it's good to outsource, right? Because that's what things like the four-hour work week are all about by Tim Ferriss. That's right. And that's why we want online businesses. We don't want to be slaving away and doing everything in the business. So when I got to a point in my business where it was just too much work, I couldn't grow my business anymore because I was working too much on the business. And that's when I hired a virtual assistant. And it's hard too to let go sometimes, you know, because you've, you've created this business and it's your baby and you don't want <laughs> coming in and messing it up and whatever. So it's, you know, it's not just, it wasn't for me, it wasn't just getting to the point where I needed to hire one, but it was also getting getting to the point where I could, I, I was able to tell myself, hey, look, you really have to let go. And I didn't let go all at once. And when, I, when I hired my virtual assistant, I got him to do specific tasks, everyday tasks, and I, and I gradually got him to do more and more tasks as I got used to him and he got used to me and, and he was able to learn stuff. So it just, it's been a gradual process, let, let go of gradually more and more things. Until now where I'm very fortunate, I'm at the point now where most of the work that I do in my business is stuff that grows my business. I, I hardly do anything on my business that's day-to-day -day -day stuff. Wow. Uh, maybe one day I'll get there. <laughs> and uh, hopefully uh, I, I will get there soon. But uh, I want as many people that are listening to realize that it's actually a lot easier than, than they realize. And I'm pretty sure some people go, oh, I can never do it. And you even heard me just say, oh, well, maybe I'll get there myself. What is one piece of advice? Because you've been there from the beginning up to now where you basically are, you know, you're making a full-time income on this. What's one piece of advice you would give that person who's still hesitant to even try and start? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, what I would say to someone is I, tell, I give people my 15 minutes a day rule. When I'm hesitant on doing something, on getting started with something, doing anything, because there's even things for myself for this, when I have to do something new in my business, like right now, I'm taking a digital product that I have and converting it into a physical product. And that's something I've never done before. And, you know, I'm running across all sorts of hurdles that I've just never seen. And so what I do to keep myself going is I have a rule called my 15 minute a day rule and that is that I have to spend at least 15 minutes a day on this thing. I'm, I'm only, actually what I tell myself, I'm only going to spend 15 minutes a day because sometimes we hesitate to get started and do something because we give ourselves the excuse, oh, I'm too busy, there's too many other things to do. So what I do is I, I set aside, I say I'm only going to spend 15 minutes a day on this thing and that gets me started. Because we can all spare 15 minutes. There isn't anyone that I know of that can't spare 15 minutes a day. I think we've all got at least 15. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, 15 minutes. So what you tell yourself is, I'm going to spend 15 minutes a day on this. 
And that's the hardest part, getting started. So once you get started, you find that you typically will spend more than 15 minutes anyway. But even if you only spend 15 minutes a day, you'll be surprised at what you accomplish. Like at the end of a week, at the end of a month, you get so much done. Another piece of advice is I tell people just to be persistent. Keep at it until you have the success that you want, that you're able to achieve what you can achieve. Everything that, uh, well, a lot of the things that I've learned to do and to achieve, you'll be surprised that most of it is from three sources, Google search, YouTube search, and forums. Now, with uh, those three things that you mentioned, I'm really glad that you mentioned that because anyone can go on Google, it's free. Anyone can go on YouTube, it's free. And anyone can go on a forum. And some are paid, some are free. But now, with those three sources, anyone can basically go on them. What is, what is it, in your opinion, even though those three things are available to anyone, what is it that you think stops people from, from like, let's say they're hearing us and they go, no, I'm still not going to do it. Like, what do you think is that one thing holding them back, even though today's day and age, the internet is as easy or as simple as you just tapping the screen on a phone? I think it's two things. One is desire. If the desire is there, you'll find a way. And the other one is just believing in yourself. But if you, if you do believe in yourself and you have a desire, then nothing can stop you yeah we, we we live in such a great age such a great time there's so much information available and actually that can be something that hurts you and this is something that actually really hinders a lot of people from having success is information overload and which is why it was so important to to choose one thing yeah do your research but just choose one thing as i mentioned before because there's just so much out there especially in the make money online niche in the internet marketing niche if you're on email lists you get bombarded every single day with emails telling you about some great new product <laughs> you know there's yeah. literally literally and this is not exaggerating there's a new product being launched every single day promising to make you a lot of money online now, some are really good products and some are really bad products, just so dodgy you want to stay away from. And it can be hard to tell, especially when you first start out, it's really hard to tell the difference between them. What you want to do is find one thing. Do your research, find one thing you believe that you can work at and get working and just be persistent until you have success. I personally, when I was trying to start my online business, I didn't know where to start and a few of the things that I got, I was just like, oh, man, I can't believe I spent my money on that. Then I found one, you know, and I said, oh, this, this is teaching me a little bit, you know, and now I have a mentor and I plan to get a few more. Yeah, you're right. You, you got to watch out for those because anyone can just launch something. But one thing that I noticed about you right away is that I actually had interviewed someone else before and I decided not to even include them in this series because all they spoke about was trying to make money how to get people to do this and do that. And I was like, man, this guy is dodgy. And I was like, <laughs> I, I don't even want to be associated with this individual. And I won't mention his name because <laughs> uh, he has quite a bit of following. But as soon as I started talking to you and you're mentioning, you know, how you want to help people, you want to show them the right way, you, you kind of guide them. And I even went on your site, johnlagudakis.com. And you've, you basically give a lot of stuff away for free. You have tremendous value. And I can tell that you actually care about what you're doing. 
Now, to wrap things up, you know, like I always like to end things on like a positive note. Can you tell our listeners if they wanted to know more about you, like where can they find you and how can they uh, contact you? Yeah, definitely. The uh, best place to go is that site that you mentioned. My, it's my name. It's johnlagodakis.com, J-O-H-N-L-A-G-O-U-D-A-K-I-S.com. As you mentioned, there's a lot of free training, valuable training I've got there, live workshops. I also give away a report on the site right now where I list all the tools that I use every day in my internet marketing business. Like There's 84 different resources and tools that I use, and most of them are free. You can download that report. And uh, also, I've got a contact form on that site where you, if you want to contact me personally for any reason. And right now, I've even got my mobile number on the website, which I don't know. I just put it on there recently. I don't know how long I'm going to keep that up there for. We'll see how things go. I, uh, I noticed that, that you put your, your phone number there. And I was like, man, this guy, he is not like you make it so easy for anyone to contact you. <laughs> um, it, it, and also, you know, that kind of goes back to what I was saying a moment ago about trust. Like, I said to myself, yeah, like, this guy must be legit. You know, he's, he's being transparent with everything, and you, and you totally are, and you won me over, and I will definitely tell everyone I know about you. So I think we've pretty much covered everything, and after all that, I, I think you haven't left a single stone unturned. I mean, there's no excuse why anyone that's listening right now shouldn't go visit your site. It's literally... Just your name, johnlagudakis.com. Easy to remember, and they can go there right now. And uh, like you mentioned, you give a lot of stuff away for free, and you, you've got stuff that teaches people step by step. I mean, there's, no, there's nothing holding them back. On a last note, final question, what would you say to those few people, let's say they're, they're like, they're kind of pinching pennies, times are tight. They might say, oh, I don't have the money to do that. Or they might say, well, you know, oh, you, you must need a college education to do online marketing. Like, what would you say to those people that are still finding an excuse? Like, will it cost them much money to even get started? Or is it kind of on the cheap end? Okay. Yeah, look, I believe that you can get started extremely cheaply with your own online business. And I even, I would go so far to say you should start extremely cheap. A lot of people, they get started online and they have, so not a lot of people, but some people have this mentality that you have to spend money to make money. I totally disagree. My experience has been don't go out and spend your money on all this advertising and all these fancy, uh, setting up a fancy website and all that. Start real simple and build it up. And a lot of the stuff you can actually do yourself. So the only thing you need when starting out online is you need a domain name, You're basically around $11 per year US. You need your web hosting. You can get that for $8 US a month or even pay less than that in some places. And an autoresponder I highly recommend as well, which you're paying about $19 US a month. So you total that up per month, that's less than $30 per month, the cost of your business. And that's all you really need to start. So it's extremely affordable. Don't go and spend a lot of money with products and services that you especially until you know exactly what you're doing. You don't need to when starting out your own online business. Wow. All right, John. I think now we've definitely definitely not left a single stone on, unturned. So for everyone listening, once again, John has a lot of free training on his blog. It's johnlagodakis.com. And you heard it from 
from him. There's, there's really no more excuses left for you. Just go check him out and learn as much as you can. And uh, John, do you have any more parting words before we end the call? No, no, nothing else. I just wanted to say a big thank you to uh, Jonathan for doing this, and I hope everyone got a lot out of it. Oh, thanks, thanks. And I have to thank you. And on that note, uh, everyone listening, don't forget johnlagodakis.com, and he is full-time internet income from his business online since 2008. So he's got a full-time income. He's an internet marketer. He's a consultant. He's a coach. There's no reason why you can't just go on a site now and start. A transcript summary of today's podcast, including links to sites mentioned, is available on my blog at johnlagodakis.com. That's J-O-H-N-L-A-G-O-U-D-A-K-I-S.com. And if you'd like help setting up your own successful internet marketing business, I highly recommend you check out my free webinar at makemoneywithjohn.com. Thank you for joining us on this audio program. For more online success strategies, visit makemoneywithjohn.com.